be happening. Do you think that the tech giants would be suppressing the story? Would the mainstream media be ignoring the story, saying that it's all just an unfair smear on the Trumps? If you reverse this, Tucker, it would be a completely different situation and they would all be behaving in a completely different manner. This is one of the most extraordinary collective suppression to freedom of speech that I have ever seen. And it's one of the main themes of my book is and what is going on with liberals, frankly, and I consider myself to be one. But what is yes. going on when liberals want to attack and suppress freedom of speech? That's Piers Morgan on Tucker Carlson last night talking about the whole Hunter Biden email story that only the New York Post and Fox seem to have any interest in covering. Piers Morgan joining a, a virtual uh, Mount Rushmore of liberal journalists with Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi and, uh, and and moderates like Barry Weiss and the rest of it, calling out the woke left for being out of their minds. Well, f- let's start with the whether or not this is just Russian disinformation. There's nothing to see here. CBS is now joined oh, claimed Fox. by the Democratic chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, right. who said that directly, uh, a fiction CBS has now joined Fox in that they have contacts at the FBI and the Department of Justice that say that, one, they have the Hunter Biden laptop, they believe it's Hunter Biden's laptop, and that the emails were not part of a Russian disinformation operation. Okay. Here's a question for you, and I I hope I'm not stealing your thunder, but if there's nothing to those emails, why would I claim it's part of a Russian disinformation program? I mean, if somebody intercepted my emails to you saying, you know, you want to do this or that or whatever, I wouldn't have to claim they're anything. Because we're two weeks out from an election and you just don't want anything to mess up the trajectory? Yeah, I fair enough. Just, That's just a to... somewhat innocent explanation. Although, if you're the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and you're pitching crap like that, which is directly... Uh, you know, detrimental to your credibility on the very topic you're supposed to be dealing with. That sucks. That's the worst thing he's done. That's the worst Whoa, thing Schiff has done. Something, I know it's saying Adam something. Adam Schiff show. But him going on all the Sunday shows saying this is clearly Russian. We have information that shows it's a Russian disinformation come. When, I mean, he's that chair of the House Intelligence Committee. Right. He knows what's going on more than anybody. Mm-hmm. And the FBI and the DOJ is saying, no, it's not. We've got and the, the computer. And the DNI, we the intelligence guys. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really troubling. Yeah. And then so you got uh, adding to Piers Morgan, Glenn Greenwald, independent-minded, Pulitzer Prize winning. He's with the whole Edward Snowden thing. Remember that? He's and, a liberal. He's a liberal. Uh, he's a liberal in the sense that he thinks journalists should look into this. Some of the things he has said. Is there a single journalist willing to say with a straight face they believe the emails relating, relating to the Bidens are either fabricated or otherwise fraudulently altered. But the Bidens just aren't saying so. There has to be some limits to your willingness to go to bat for them. The Bidens themselves aren't saying they're not real. The Bidens aren't saying anything. <laughs> and the media is willing to do that work for them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Greenwald goes on to say, when you report a huge archive, there's no way to prove the negative that none of it is altered. You investigate and confirm as much as you can, then use your journalistic judgment. The only way to get confirmation is when the subject of the reporting, the subjects of the reporting, don't deny the authenticity. Um, uh, he goes on to say, as a journalist publishing private communication and docs that are incriminating, you know the subjects of the reporting will immediately claim they're fake if they are. Of course they will. That would kill the reporting. There's a reason the Bidens aren't claiming they're fake. 
They, well, they're not. Right. They're not. I but, don't. But and, it will take a little digging to to fully appreciate what those emails mean, because like you see in a lot of crime uh, families, et cetera, criminal organizations, and this is not proof. It's just suspicious. Everything's vague. Initials are used. Nicknames are used. I mean, uh, H will hold 10% for the old man. I mean, what business email have you ever sent or received in your professional life that had anything like that in it? Glenn Greenwald, Pulitzer Prize winning lefty journalist, goes on to say, The huge scandal to me right now is the blatant rank closing and cone of silence of prohibition erected by the journalists around the story to defend Biden. He goes on to say, what makes it so much worse is that the reason the Bidens aren't answering basic questions about this story, basic questions like, and nobody's making them answer these. Did Hunter Biden drop that laptop laptop off at the repair shop? Are the emails authentic? Do you deny that they are? Do you claim that they have been altered or any of them fabricated? Did you, in fact, meet with Burisma executives as these emails suggest? The reason that they don't answer any questions is because the media has signaled that they don't have to. That journalists will be attacked and vilified simply for asking. Uh, I know Glenn Greenwald went on to say, and other people have made this point, when Joe Biden attacked whatever reporter was that had brought that up last week and said, oh, okay, another smear campaign, and I knew a guy like you would ask that question, it sent a signal to other journalists, don't go there, you'll be attacked by you know the guy we're trying to get elected. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only defense, the only moral defense I can offer for the journalists of the world is that they've been so deluded. And I know a couple of people like this. They've actually bought the whole Trump is the new Hitler and he's not going to leave office. And he's a secret Klansman and a Russian stooge. If I believed that stuff, I'd be willing to go pretty far. Well, I mean, it's funny. I was thinking you're, the mind goes to Hitler since they they talk about him being the new Hitler. If if I'm writing for the Berlin Times and uh, the ancient um, Hindenburg was trying to still hang on to the reins of government as an ascendant Adolf Hitler. And again, Michael, the Hitler ding is not for specific and if I might say reasonably learned analyses of the evolution of Germany's politics. The Hitler ding is for gratuitous Hitler mentions. That was just for listeners, just to acknowledge that, yes, I knew he hit Hitler. No, Here's your no, ding. no, sir. Like the journalists who are discussing, you have forgotten your ethics. Anyway, so if if I'm writing for the Berlin Times and the ancient von Hindenburg was, uh, it, it turns out he was cheating at cards with his Saturday group or something. And he was desperately trying to resist the push of Hitler and the Nazis. You know, I might sit on that story. I might not do anything to weaken him in the face of, of, of the Nazis. On the other hand, those Nazis were actual Nazis. These alleged Nazis are either non-existent or they're a handful of yahoos in Michigan who have no support, no power, and never will. And the idea that Trump's not going to lose if he or leave if he loses, please. Oh my god! I'm not a fan of Hitler. I feel sorry for you people. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if there are enough uh, lefty journalists to uh, to to shame. You know, New York Times or whoever else. 
into asking these questions of Joe Biden, or he can just avoid it all the way to the election. Yeah, I'm well, not, I'm not certain that there's any there there, but the idea of not asking him about it is crazy. Right. I mean, that that whole shoe on the other foot thing, come on. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the meeting in Trump Tower. The the, uh, the infamous meeting with the uh, Russian lawyer lady and the rest of it and how it turned into nothing. How much time, energy, newsprint and Internet uh, ions, <laughs> electrons were used on that stupid meeting and nothing on this? Oh, well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. One text I want to read you. We, read you. we were talking uh, earlier about. Um, this opportunity to do insur- internships and trade schools and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. I got a bunch of text on idea. Yeah. I went to one semester of community college. I'm in the union for HVAC. With my full package, I make $90 an hour now. Whew. That's pretty good money right there. Chimony. Uh, we got this. My husband and I both have advanced degrees, but we preferred to send our college-age son to vocational tech classes at the community college to better prepare for a job and avoid the crazy universities. I wonder if that's going to become a thing. It, I really it absolutely. do. I think it is already, and it is growing. I think it's it's reaching the level of mainstream awareness. Talking about that uh, FAME program earlier that combines vocational-type education, specific manufacturing education with general skills, team-building skills, English, uh, whatever, to make sure you're you're ready not only to do a job, but to advance in a career and the rest of it, maybe manage other people. Uh, it's a great program, as opposed to coming out of school with an ethnic studies degree. Oi. And a bunch of twisted attitudes. And a bunch of debt. And a bunch of, and I've seen this personally, utterly naive, unicornian views of the way the world ought to treat you. I mean... Yeah, you're not going to get that at the uh, the trade school. You want to take your afternoon off because of, you're stressed your second day on a job. I mean, people with attitudes like that, and it's like, oh, my gosh, it's like a space alien who can't breathe this atmosphere. This is a problem. There was a questionable police shooting in a city far away. Do I need to go to work tomorrow? Because we're all very upset about it. Right, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm hoping again, I'm hoping that's reaching some sort of, if not critical mass, at least a large enough percentage of people are aware of it and rooting for it that that it'll it'll grow quickly. Let's hope. Miley Cyrus is recording a Metallica cover album. We'll have full team Finally. coverage on that. Finally, didn't we play a clip of her recently where she was really gravelly and one of us said she it was, it was she, me? Yeah. What was it? A cranberry song or a zombie she, song? She should, she should start doing metal. Oh, it was or, a Blondie song. Blondie. She, that's what it was. she should start doing metal or something like that. Well, apparently she's going to. It was that crappy. Direction. It was terrible. It was less crappy, maybe, than her pop music. You got a lot flatter stomach than me looking up at Good Morning America. (laughs) I'll give her that. Oh, hey, speaking of unicornian idiocies in education, we brought you the story of the San Diego School District changing their grading policies, and then you don't have to hand stuff in on time anymore because it's a racist society that demands that you complete assignments on time. Uh, We have more quotes from some of the just nut jobs who are pushing these changes, some of your reactions, some teacher reactions, good stuff. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We get 
I know this is a, is a term that triggers people, but we're a racist society. What you have to do is you've got to confront the reality of what the outcomes actually are, what the experiences are in people's daily lives. And so, you know, for us in a school district, you know, racism is much deeper than this, you know, sort of does an individual white person not like an individual person of color. Yeah, it's systemic racism. Our entire system of the free market and voting and representative government, the Constitution, it must be torn down because it was built on racism. That is the San Diego Unified uh, School District's of Veep, Richard Barrera, who's pushing this ridiculous new plan that uh, taped courtesy of our, our longtime colleague, Mark Larson, on San Diego's Talk AM 760. Nice job, Mark. Uh, the idea, if you missed this story yesterday, is uh, a number of things. Uh, uh, some of them reasonable, some of them idiotic, like uh, there will be no uh, penalty whatsoever for not turning in work on time or not doing assignments or what have you. Just uh, The teacher will decide at the end of the year whether the student has mastered the subject under incredible pressure from their boss to make sure no black or brown kids ever fail. So, in effect, and again, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, Thomas Sowell has some great quotes on this. Nobody ever asks whether programs work, what the results are. It's just the intentions. But the results of this is that kids of color, underprivileged, whatever, are going to be so untaught. They're going to be underserved. They're going to be coddled into lifelong ignorance. It is a curse. It is an oppression. This is a terrible idea. And he's he's part of the, the no grades thing, that guy. Uh, well, they're going to do grades differently. Based on mastery of the subject, but they don't make it clear how that's going and to And you don't have to happen. turn in your homework. Right, exactly. Well, those things will be reflected on your citizenship grade, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it's of no s- significance and will not go to your grade point average. There will be no incentive for following rules to to learn to do your work in a timely way, which may be the single most important thing school beat into a guy like me. Will anybody fail with those uh Standards? No, absolutely not. And certainly not any kids of color. Or can you imagine if there are two kids in a math class who don't pass? They didn't do the work. They never mastered the subject, but they both have darker skin. That teacher that teacher will be committing career suicide in a district where the, the head guy says what he's saying. That would be career suicide to let those families know, hey, your kid has not mastered math and really needs to learn it, Boy, or the, whatever topic. The problem with it is even if you believe there's systemic racism going on today that caused that, that is the sole cause of why your kid doesn't know math, doesn't make any difference if your kid doesn't know math. They still don't know math. That right. is still... Well, and you know the part that I despise the most about all this is, is how dis- incredibly insulting it is to the millions... And it's millions of proud black men and women, Hispanic men and women, whatever minority you are, who've excelled, they've achieved, they've pursued the American dream and found it. They've built wonderful things with their lives. They've innovated. They're smart. They're leaders. The rest of it. The idea that an entire school district is selling, saying to their kids, you can't. We need to coddle you. We have special rules for you. What kind of message does that send to a child? God, if you get out of school and you didn't learn anything, that's not helping anybody. Yeah. What do you say to that, Barrera, you putz? 
Oh, let's see. Let's hear clip 34. <laughs> what do you say to that, you putz? Well, I almost said something stronger. I, I pulled it back from the break. You know this, and any one of us that has ever gone to school has to be honest about this. The relationship between a teacher and a student is subjective and, you know, and can ultimately influence things like grades. And when we have a system, and I'm not in any, you know, I'm, as you know, I'm as supportive of our teachers as, you know, anybody um, out there. No. But where we, where we have a system where, you know, the overwhelming majority of our teachers are white, but the majority of our students are Latino or African. Oh, okay, but it does, is, is that a big leap? We're certainly not saying that we're automatically assuming things, but we are looking at numbers. And... Knowing that the relationship between a teacher and a student can ultimately affect a student's grade, knowing that we've got a mismatch between the experiences of our students and the experiences of our teachers, and knowing that we have a disproportionate number of students of color who are receiving Ds or Fs as compared to white students, it means there's a problem there. Right. And we've got you know, to confront You know it. what? You are a racist, uh, sir, and you're trying to make up for that, uh, the, the subjective relationship, by making it entirely subjective. What a strange philosophy. Armstrong and Getty. Joe Biden, remember him? Longtime Senator, Obama's VP, now running for president. On the ballot in two weeks from today, in fact. Joe Biden was last seen a couple of days ago buying milkshakes in North Carolina, one of them vanilla, the other chocolate. He hasn't been heard from since. Given Biden's present condition, that is worrisome. If you see him wandering in a park or lost in the crafts aisle at Walmart, be sure to alert authorities. <laughs> That's sarcasm. That's a little That's, dismissive of the old I don't fella. Know what kind of news coverage that is from oh, Tucker Carlson? Shocking. On the whole Hunter Biden's emails thing, there is a, a poll out, YouGov poll out, and it's like you would expect. 41% of registered voters believe Biden has been honest. 45% say he has not been honest. But, well, he's not been heard from. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know. It's roughly half, and I sure. I guess I I bet I can guess how they're going to vote. Uh huh. Um, and then it breaks down by party. Seventy-five percent of Democrats think the Bidens have been honest, while ninety-two percent of Republicans say they have been dishonest. Independents, it's twelve point for um for dishonest. But anyway, mm. so you know, it's not going to move the needle. Is my point? Probably. People will stay with what they were going to do before. As we've been saying all morning long, the media should still report on it. Uh, Just looking at this, Ian Bremmer tweeted out, Ireland is the first European country to return to a national shutdown as the COVID cases rise. Igor. Non-essential businesses to close. Residents must stay within three miles of their homes except for work or other essential activities. They expect to lose 150,000 jobs in the next couple days. Oh, my gosh. You know, I saw just the other day uh, San Francisco had almost twice as many additional drug overdoses. What was the time period? I got it. It's, it's around here somewhere. Um, uh, oh, I know where it is. Um, 
they had almost twice as many more drug overdoses this year than last year than COVID deaths. I realize that's a little confusing. I'll say it again. The increase in drug overdoses from last year to this year is almost twice as many as the total COVID deaths. The number of drug overdose deaths is almost quadruple that of COVID deaths. Almost quadruple the total number. But we don't talk about that hardly at all. Nope. That's interesting. Um, You do have some choice in whether or not you end up a... uh Dying of a drug overdose. Do you do play Certainly. a role in it? You might, Certainly. You not might might not play any role in getting COVID, obviously. Right. Um, but that is interesting. I suppose we should hit the breaking news on that topic. OxyContin maker. Uh, which which company is it? Anyway, they agreed to eight billion dollar settlement with the Trump administration for the Ooh. opioid crisis. Wow. Uh, Purdue Pharma. Purdue Pharma. Yes. Eight billion dollar settlement. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Came across this tweet from a blue check mark. Thought I hope this the money will be used uh, well. <laughs> Sorry. It went into the government. Some blue check mark tweeted, I think CNN is capable of finding a new replacement legal expert who doesn't masturbate during Zoom calls, but you know me, the eternal optimist. <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. Well said. So how much, what was the Purdue Pharma fine? Eight billion dollars. So they only they only they made three three billion in revenue in 2017. So this doesn't seem like the typical slap on the wrist yeah. pennies to a no yeah. that this this hurts. Um, for 54 years, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown has been on network television for 54 years. It's now moving to Apple TV. The changing times, Joe. Mm. The changing times, not a big deal, but just the changing times. And one love more. That, love that show. Oh, it's bittersweet. Fantastic. I felt bad for uh, for uh, Chuck Brown, though. Or Linus, I guess. It was Linus that was uh, stuck mm-hmm. there in the pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an empathetic man. I felt yep. for the lad. His, his illusions died that night. One more pop culture. Until note. Snoopy tried to revive them. But spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, wait. B- b- breaking news, Michael. Bre- d- blockbuster breaking news. Oh, okay. Just made a statement he's okay with gay marriage. Okay with it in what sense? It's fine with him. What do you mean in what sense? There's nothing wrong with it. Was the official stance of the Catholic Church gay people can get married now? Or is he just says he, it. he personally is okay with it? Or? What, am I supposed to read the whole story? <laughs> All right, wait a minute. He endorsed can, same-sex civil unions. But can gay, so gay people aren't getting married in Catholic churches? No. Yet. No, indeed, no. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it is, he endorses civil unions, says same-sex couples have the right to be in a family, which is rather a large move uh, away from Catholic orthodoxy. You know, there have been many thousands of um, non-consensual gay unions in the Catholic Church <laughs> between priests and, uh, and young people. Yes. Um, yes. So... So there's been some tolerance yeah, at the highest levels, yeah. if you think we're being unfair. Even if it's not consensual. Yeah. Yeah. Which it can't ever be with a child. Right. Um, and one more pop culture note for you. Kim Kardashian turns 40 today. I can't believe she's been in my life this long because hmm. she was in her early 20s when she first burst on the scene. 
I've never seen the sex tape that launched her to fame. Yeah. But anyway. She uh, has been in my life, and much like arthritis, which is in my life, I've tried to stave it off as hard as I can, and it's painful when it intrudes. <laughs> there you go. If you want to feel old, Kim Kardashian is now 40. Okay. Kanye West, who is a vice presidential candidate on ballots across the country, is how old's Kanye? He's older than her, I think. 43. There you go. I hope they have a good birthday. <laughs> Thus ends my pop culture notes. Me too. Uh, a couple of uh, corrections, uh, addendums, etc. Uh, Mark points out that uh, the correct term for the people of Minneapolis is Minneapolitans. Okay. Which is trying a tad hard, if you ask me. Minneapolitans. My, uh, my favorite uh, nicknames for the people of a particular place include Michiganders, which makes them sound like geese. <laughs> and uh, during the time we lived in beautiful Charlotte, people were quite particular about being called Charlotteans and not charlatans. <laughs> um, we mentioned this earlier in Great Britain. They're going to start giving healthy people COVID to test their new vaccine on. Right. So they'll what they're going to do is they're going to sneak up behind people <laughs> as they get on the tube right. and jam them in the neck with the virus. Right. No, they have healthy young volunteers. It, it's <laughs> quote unquote volunteers. Exactly. Hold still. It's <laughs> it really speeds up the the testing process. Otherwise, you have to hire like forty thousand people and say, "All right, half of you take this drug. It's a placebo. You don't know that. Half of you take the actual vaccine, and we'll just have to wait and see how many people get exposed to COVID, and we'll try to figure out what happened." No, instead, you get fifty people in a room. You spray COVID in their face. <laughs> How do they give it to I'll them? I'll tell you whether you're going to get exposed or not. You're going to. Hold still. Coronavirus! <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Well, well crafted there. Uh, but it's, it actually could be a boon to research. And, and the youngsters, the healthy youngsters, are going to be fine anyway. Oh, speaking of Britain, oh my gosh, don't dare yes. tune out. I was about do, to mention do that. Do not. I'm grabbing you by the front of your shirt. I'm shaking you. I'm telling you, stay tuned. A, a, a British... Uh, official. The Equalities Minister, which is a heck of a title. Uh, she's a cabinet member in Britain. A black woman of uh, of uh, recent African descent talking about critical race theory. You do not want to miss this. Coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've renamed both of my boys Mookie after last night's World Series uh, performance. They're both named Mookie. Little Mookie and Big Mookie. The great Mookie Betts. Amazing glove man. Oh, he's just banging the ball around the park yesterday. It was a superstar performance. Really quite fantastic. Uh, I am going to mispronounce this young woman's name, and I apologize in advance for that because I admire her a great deal. Uh, She is Olukemi... Olufuntu Badenoch. That's a heck of a name. She is a British conservative politician, a member of parliament. Um, uh, she was born in Wimbledon to parents of Nigerian origin and has uh, risen up to become one of the leaders of that country. Um, and I'm told, at least in this tweet, that she is the e- equalities minister or, or something. Yeah. But she took the floor of uh, parliament and, and had something to say about uh, critical race theory and the rest of it. 
Um, do we have that handy? What we are against is the teaching of contested political ideas yeah. as if they are accepted facts. Yeah. We don't do this with communism. We don't do this with socialism. We don't do it with capitalism. And I want to speak about a dangerous trend in race relations that has come far too close to home to my life. And it is the promotion of critical race theory, an ideology that sees my blackness as victimhood and their whiteness as oppression. I want to be absolutely clear. This government stands unequivocally against critical race theory. Yeah. The, some Can schools you stop have decided that? to Because Chris Wallace should have jumped in there. With Joe Biden to say, this isn't happening anywhere. Yeah, what's wrong with uh, racial sensitivity yeah, why training? Why are you against racial sensitivity training? Yeah, that was a horrible moment. I'm sorry if it wasn't set up to uh, to pause. Are we able to no. join again? No. I ruined what it. What we are against is the teaching of contested political ideas yeah. as if they are accepted facts. No kidding. We don't do this with communism. We don't do this with socialism. We don't do it with capitalism. And I want to speak about a dangerous trend in race relations that has come far too close to home to my life. And it is the promotion of critical race theory, an ideology that sees my blackness as victimhood and their whiteness as oppression. I want to be absolutely clear. This government stands unequivocally against critical race theory. Some schools have decided to openly support the anti-capitalist Black Lives Matter group, often fully aware that they have a statutory duty to be politically impartial. Black lives do matter, of course they do, but we know that the Black Lives Matter movement, capital B-L-M, is political. I know this because at the height of the protest, I've been told of white Black Lives Matter protesters calling, and I'm afraid, uh, I apologize for saying this word, calling a black armed police officer guarding Downing Street a pet. That is why we do not endorse that movement in on this side of the house. It is a political movement, and what would be nice would be for members on the opposite side to condemn many of the actions that we see this political movement instead of pretending that it is a completely wholesome uh, anti-racist organization. There is a lot of pernicious stuff that is being pushed, and we stand against that. We do not want to see teachers teaching their white pupils about white privilege and inherited racial guilt. And let me be clear, any school which teaches these elements of critical race theory as fact, or which promotes partisan political views such as defunding the police without offering a balanced treatment of opposing views is breaking the law. Well, I'm on my way to London if they'll have me. Sanity. Batwoman has more balls than a hundred American male politicians put together. That's great stuff. Teaching critical race theory is fact. Inherited racism. And thank you for calling it out for its Marxism. It's, That's something. It, yeah, that, that, is, that is so good. And I admire her courage in saying that. I'm glad it's I, so insidious. I'm glad the reality of what CRT, critical race theory, is made it to England. I wish it would make it to... Well, Donald Trump understands it enough to, uh, to, to you know, take, try to take it out of the schools and out of the government. But I wish he could explain it better during the debate. Right, I wish for people who yes. don't understand what it is, that would be very helpful. Chris Wallace didn't know what it was. He clearly didn't know. What well, it was. and he he thought he knew well enough that he opposed the discussion. He took the other side. He advocated for it, which was unbelievable. It's uh, uh, interesting to me how consistent human nature is that you have woke twenty-two-year-old white girls in Britain screaming at if you miss that. Black cops guarding 10 Downing Street, where the prime minister lives, being screeched at by woke 22-year-old white people that their pet enters. 
Holy cow. And y'all are saying, yeah, 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 we need to teach our children to to be anti-racist because you think you know what it is. Those are the anti-racist people saying that? Yeah, exactly. They're anti-racist. Interesting. So one of my favorite things that James Lindsay says, the professor who might be the world's leader in calling out critical race theory, um, and this is about the two plus two equals five movement or the defund the police nonsense or the don't give grades to kids right. movement. Grades are oppression. You're going to send them out in the world not knowing anything. Reality bats last. No oh. matter what you do, reality bats last. Oh, that is that. so good. Oh, I Because it's so true. You can claim all kinds of crap. And you can make as thoughtful, a complicated, a PhD level argument as you want. And you can get as many people as you want to go along with it. But reality bats last. And if kids don't know how to read, they don't know how to read. Whether you, uh, you know, let them through because of systemic racism or not. Or you can claim two plus two equals five, but it don't. And you can get rid of police, but things ain't going to work out. Reality bats last. The the Mookie Betts of the early 70s on the left, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, who was a a lion of uh, liberals at the time, uh, commissioned a gigantic study of how the great society programs of uh, LBJ were working, how the the government dependence-related massive uh, social programs of that period how they were doing, what results they were actually yielding. He wanted reality to bat last, and then he wanted a report on you know how reality did. And his report was scathing. It said these programs are disintegrating families. They're encouraging dependence. They're doing the opposite of what we want them to do. But that report was widely ignored because it became clear, I'm going to bottom line it for you because we're limited in time, but they decided, well, as long as we're giving these people stuff, um, they're going to vote for us. So we'll just keep it going. Yes, it's disintegrating the black family. It's yielding horrific results for black children. It's it's doing the opposite of what we intended, but it's working politically. It's one of the great sins uh, ever committed by a group of people in the United States, to my mind. So on the critical race theory, one of the things I don't know is that woman in Great Britain, did she get any pushback from that, or was everybody in agreement? I, was, I wasn't I was hearing the usual screaming at her from the floor. Uh, is there mostly agreement in the government that we're not going to allow critical race theory to be t- you know used in our government? She's calling out the other side, and I don't know the answer to your question. It was, uh, I just saw a fairly tight shot of her giving that speech on video, obviously, and... Um, and there weren't, it wasn't one of those jammed sessions yeah. where they all throw questions at the prime minister. Okay. Because of COVID, it's a much less packed house. Good point. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Obviously. Only an idiot wouldn't have thought that through, but I didn't think either. Um, yes, but you're our idiot. Um, uh, the re- the, one of the reasons I, I want to keep an eye on this, if Biden wins and the Dems take the Senate, how soon does critical race theory come back into government training or become a, the official you know, public school doctrine? All in, across this country in January, you think so? Yes, yeah. God, I, 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 I hope some at, at, smart people get to Joe Biden, explain to him what it was. I, I can't blame him for not knowing. I suppose at which at point, his age, at which point, right, right. Plus, plus, like Chris Wallace and and old liberals 
They hear racism and they think of racism. They don't think of a Marxist uh, movement that's trying to end the free market and education, change the Constitution, the rest of it. They think the words still mean what they used to mean. Tell a bunch of white little kids in school that they're racist. What could be more awful than that? I know, it's terrible. It's awful. And then convince the little black and brown kids that those other kids are racists. And they hate you. And their parents are racists. Right. And they're the reasons any bad things happen in your life. Right. And they're the reason reason you should give up. How awful is that for society? Unless we can tear down the Constitution. Uh, Well, and when that happens in January, I hope there is an enormous movement of people taking their kids out of public schools, and I hope there is an enormous movement of uh, charity-supported, contribution-supported private schools. I would gladly give a chunk of my income to start, grow, establish, whatever, schools that teach what ought to be taught in schools and not Marxist politics, even though my kids are grown. I would happily contribute to schools like that. I would... I would... I would teach at them so that good American families wouldn't have to go broke sending their kid to some $25,000 a year private elementary school. That might happen. I hope it happens. I hope it doesn't have to happen. But if it happens, we, the people, need to take take control. Are we posting the British woman at armstrongandgetty.com? Working on it right now. Excellent. Because a lot of people on the text line say they want to see that or hear that again. Send it to everybody you know. Armstrong and Getty.